0: Welcome to Build Your Thing, the podcast where we help content creators find their unique creative voice, monetize their work, and build their tribe of loyal fans. I'm your host, Matt Giaro, and today's episode is all about how to build a million-dollar consulting business out of YouTube. Gareth Pronovost joins me on this episode Gareth is a leading no-code consultant, YouTuber, and owner of Gap Consulting. His work has helped thousands of businesses optimize their workflows with no-code automation. And as mentioned, Gareth built his consulting business to a $1 million in revenue simply with YouTube. So how did the process actually look like? How did he get started? How did he validate his niche? And a lot of other questions that we are going to answer today so i couldn't be more excited to get gareth on the show and with that being said gareth welcome to the show
1: thanks so much for having me matt this is going to be awesome
0: yeah i mean it's a pleasure and as i i just just mentioned like i stumbled across your your content on youtube uh excuse me on linkedin and then i saw that you know like you have a lot of things going on like uh free trainings and also a great youtube channel so I thought it would be interesting to really talk about how did you actually grow your um, consulting business out of YouTube?
1: (laughs) Yeah, YouTube has been the secret sauce for us, you know, getting off the ground. And even today produces 90% or more of our leads for our consulting business. So it's, it's a huge tool, and I'm really excited to talk to you about it.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So to just put things into perspective for our listeners who, who don't know who you are, can you quickly introduce yourself and what you're currently up to?
1: Sure. So my name is Gareth, uh, Gareth Peronovost. I own a company called Gap Consulting, and we've been working in the no-code space. Uh, no-code is kind of a, a, a new way of doing software where you don't have to know how to code in order to build a customized solution that will help you streamline processes for your job or for your business. And in, in many cases, the clients we work with uh, are Fortune 100 companies, and we're standing up solutions for them using no-code technology. And, uh, and Airtable is one of those tools that we were first known for, and it's probably still one of the, the biggest tools that we uh, help to discuss and promote on our YouTube channel. And so we've been doing this for, I think, uh, about four and a half, five years. Uh, we do about a million dollars a year in sales currently. And this space is just growing. And so we we project pretty aggressive growth over the next five to 10 years. So the sky's the limit right now for us.
0: Wow, that's awesome. First of all, congrats on, on those on those great results. Thank you. And, yeah, it's been uh, fun. <laughs> yeah. So, so now I really would like to dig deeper into the... You know, getting off the ground phase, if you if you don't mind, because I think this this is a this is a, a stage where a lot of people are struggling with. So, yeah. can we just you know jump into time machine, go back four or five years before starting a YouTube <laughs> channel? So, what did you, what was Gareth like back then in four or five years ago before starting the <sighs> YouTube channel? So, what would actually?
1: Yeah, not. Uh- not uh, you know look i always had aspirations to be where i'm at today and i always knew i had it in me to get here but i didn't know what the path looked like so i'm really excited to jump back and talk about that path because like you said i think so many people struggle with how do i how do i get from where i am today to where i want to be right so my situation was was not looking so good 5 years ago before this thing all started i've been working as a financial analyst in, uh, in a company in downtown Denver. And I, I, like most of us, commuted to work, you know, five years ago, into downtown, it was it was tough. Uh, and I thought I was doing a, a really good job. I, I was punctual, uh, always did my work, always got it turned in, you know, doing, I thought I had everything lined up. We just bought a house, my fiance and I, and I had just proposed to her and said, let's get married in October. And um, I'm sorry, in, in July, I, but I asked her in September and in October, a month after I'd, I'd uh, you know, proposed and we had just moved into our house, I got laid off from that job. So I had a brand new mortgage um, and a brand new fiance who who I had to convince that I was still worth marrying. <laughs> and so um, we, we you know, had some discussions around finances and what, what are we going to do? And I said, look, I don't want to take just another job. I want to take a job that I want to do. And, and I had a job offer for more money than I was earning, but I said, it's not the right fit. I don't want to just sit in a cubicle. I want, I want to fulfill my potential. And I wasn't sure what that looked like at, at you know, like so many people, right? And so the way it worked was I stumbled across this tool called Airtable. Now, remember, remember I was working as a financial analyst and so I really knew Excel and I was pretty comfortable with data. And so I thought, you know, I Airtable seems kind of familiar. I think I can do something with this. this. This seems like something I can figure out. And I started playing with it and I thought, this is a really great software. It has a lot of potential. I don't think anybody knows about it. Or if they know about it, I'm sure they're getting stuck. So how's the best way to, to connect with those folks? And, you know, because I had to share my screen, because it's like, you know, you want to work with somebody... If you had a question in a software, you want to see somebody do it, right? And yes. it just naturally lent itself to video. I thought YouTube is the best way to talk about software and to showcase examples and, and illustrate what it can do or, or what it can't do. I didn't have any experience in this. So I watched some other YouTubers. So, you know, this is all free information, right? Watch some other YouTubers who talked about how to record video, how to get started in YouTube, and I literally used my cell phone and a software to edit that I think cost me $200. So, so far my investment was practically nothing. And, uh, and I put up a, a YouTube video and I thought, you know, nobody's going to see this because I don't have a channel with any following or anything like that. No one in the world is going to even know that this exists unless I, unless I make a little bit more commitment here. And so I, I, researched how to set up a Google ad and I started showing that video to other people who were watching YouTube for other things, right? I spent $5 a day on that ad and I scheduled the ad to run for 10 days. I figured it's a $50 investment. I can do this. And you know, if it doesn't work out, what have I lost? $50. So what? On the other hand, if they do like the video or if they find this intriguing, I encouraged them to schedule a call with me. And then I kind of I set this up and then I didn't think about it again. I went to get married. We had a destination wedding in Jamaica. So we flew out to Jamaica in July to get married. Um and when I got back, I had five scheduled calls from that ad. And from those calls, we booked three, we closed three projects and made over $10,000. <laughs> so <laughs> It was the best investment. That fifty, well, if you include the the software for editing, the two hundred and fifty dollars or thereabouts that we invested in order to get that first video up and start showing it to people, paid off. You know, better than any, better than any uh, Bitcoin I ever bought. So it was, uh, it was a really great, it was a really great investment. And then we just realized immediately that there was huge potential that. If, you know, if we booked $10,000 worth of revenue off of a week's worth of ads, well, what kind of potential is there out here? And so from there, we worked to build a consulting business and it's, you know, the rest is history.
0: That's interesting. So um, if I understood correctly, so the first thing, like you just created, um, you know, like your first video on your YouTube channel. And is is this the same video then uh, that you... um, that you then not use for your ad or was it a different video or like, mm-hmm. could you walk us a little bit more behind the scenes?
1: Yeah. So a lot of people think that in order to get started with ads, you need to have a really polished video specifically for a call to action. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, and a lot of people recommend that your video targets like 30 seconds to a minute. Uh, if you're doing an ad video, what I did was a 10 minute tutorial, and I just put ad money behind it. So it was not a traditional ad. Instead, it was a, a tutorial that popped up and I just said, hey, my name is Gareth and I'm going to teach you the basics of Airtable. Let's get into it. You know, here's, and by the way, at the end of this video, if you have any questions, be sure to uh, to fill out my Calendly link and, and schedule some time to chat. And so it was not a traditional ad. And, and maybe that really played into the success. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it certainly wasn't polished because... You know, my my recording equipment back then wasn't very good, Um, and I certainly didn't have uh, good editing skills at all. And so, you know, it was just about getting started and putting out content that people cared about. And ultimately, that led to people booking time to to talk, but also subscribing to the channel and watching our videos. And then I made it a, a habit of putting out one video a week. At a minimum. Mm-hmm. And that allowed the channel to continue to grow so that eventually, and this was years later, we could stop spending that ad money and it didn't impact the organic leads that we were finding with our, you know, with our channel.
0: Yeah, I think this is this this is really interesting. So what you've done is like the the same video here, and it's in front of you, right? It's getting started with Airtable, right? This one. It's the right. first video yeah. on the channel. 10 minutes and 8 <laughs> seconds. So, like, how do you promote this video? Like, did you use InStream or was it just, let's say, when people were searching for Airtable, you were just, like, you know, um, um, like, popping out in the search results? What did you – how did you actually uh, – um, what kind of campaign did you run for For that? Yeah,
1: I did uh, InStream, and that that one is the one that produced the greatest results. And the thing with InStream, if, you know – if people haven't used it before, if they don't watch 30 seconds of your video, you're not paying for them to have seen your face. Right? And so in fact, if they skip it, you're still getting some brand exposure that you don't even have to pay for, which is kind of nice. But realistically, they're probably not your target market if they're skipping the video. So that's fine. You're, you're not paying for people who don't care about what you're selling uh, which is perfect. And, so, you know, it was just in-stream and I, I set it up so that, uh, you know, I tried my best to target people that I thought would care about this, but, you know, I, I'm not a, an ad specialist. So I, I figured, well, uh, maybe they're in the top uh, 20% of income earners because they're business owners, most of, the, most of our target market. Um, maybe they are, you know, shown an interest in technology so that you can use some, you know, some different filters to make sure that your ad is getting shown to the right folks. But ultimately, I was paying five cents on average per view, which if you're spending five bucks a day, you know five cents uh, per view means you can get 20 views for a dollar mm-hmm. or a hundred views for a five dollar investment. Yeah. That's,
0: That's not bad. Good.
1: yeah yeah, it's really good actually. So it's a lot cheaper than doing keyword um, SEO or, or keyword ads with Google where you know in some cases you'll spend five to ten dollars to uh to to you know pop up and get a good uh, good click so yeah it's it's much cheaper and a lot more exposure uh to to run those in-stream ads
0: you know like w- what's really interesting about this like i'm you know just you know thinking about like like the like how, how you get started it's like even though like you don't do the things perfectly and you know like we all know like how much, you know, it's easy to get caught in the perf in, you know, in trying to make everything perfect is like, if you really have a starving market, if you really have people who are interested in what you have to offer, like you don't need to get everything 100% right. So first of all, like the first video, like wasn't obviously the best one, right? That you add targeting <laughs> wasn't obviously the best one too, right? But still, like right. with a, with a, with a simple funnel. So. You know, I just created like this video. I'm just going to show you how to get started with Airtable. And if you want to chat, and if you want to, you know, to to get things done on Airtable, just just book a Calendly. And then of that, like, you book three clients and over 10 key in revenue, which which is mind blowing, honestly.
1: Yeah, it is. I I still wonder if we could ever replicate that today. You know, it it, it was just so it was so uh, perfect, perfect storm uh, that everything came together. But it worked and. You know our funnel has grown in complexity over the time over time, and our videos have have improved in terms of what they offer, and and our editing is better, and all of this. But obviously, you know at the end of the day, what you said is totally right, Matt. If you don't get started, then you'll never have anything. And so many people get lost in the analysis portion, where mm-hmm. they say, "Oh, I, I I need this to be better. I need this to be better." and The biggest trick to starting a business and to being, you know, on the road to success is to just get started.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And obviously when you're going to when you're just starting out, you're going to do a lot of things in, in, in a non-perfect way. Right. And then you're just, you know, refining and, 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 and adjusting uh, down the road. So like the crucial component here, if you really want to reverse engineer this, is that like. You have been able to validate your "quote unquote" niche, your your idea, obviously, like just with one video, right?
1: Hundred percent. That's one hundred percent the right takeaway. I totally agree with you. We completely that... validated that there was an entire business here off of a fifty dollars ad investment.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, th- that's crazy because like. My question for you, like that, I've just you know jotted down, um, um, uh, so so that I can ask you the question is like, how did you validate your niche? And well, here is how you validated it: is simply uh, creating a, a video, like a real a YouTube video, an instructional video, and then you know um, taking people to a calendar. And and really the, the interesting thing though is maybe you can walk us behind the 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 mindset that I know a lot of creators have is okay, let's say. Um, let's put, let, let's just put myself in your shoes. Like, okay, I'm an Airtable consultant. Um, mm-hmm. okay. What if right now I just started to create videos, how to videos about Airtable and how to achieve this on that? Well, then if people who are, let's say, interested in how to, on, on, on how to set up this specific automation stumble across my video, like what they don't need to buy my course or, um, you know, uh, pay me for uh, consulting with them. So, what is what was your mindset behind behind that? How how did you? I don't know. First, if, if you had this issue, because I know a lot of I know a lot of creators have this issue. First, did you have it? And second, um, if you if you had it, how did you overcome it?
1: Yeah, this is something that I hear a lot of creators talk about. Is you know, if I put all my best work out there, then nobody's gonna buy from me, and I've found nothing to be further from the truth. Because in in my in my experience, when somebody starts watching your videos and and starts to build that relationship, what you're actually getting from that is you're teaching somebody, and they're also building trust in you, right? And so, yes, for us, we had we had very early success. Some people booked with us and purchased, you know, um, uh, some some consulting from us very early on. And it worked amazingly, but uh, most of our clients have watched our videos now for weeks, months, or even years before they reach out to us. And so, mm-hmm. by the time they're ready to buy, they are so uh, they're so into what we do, and there's such a relationship built there. And the, the best part is, from a business perspective, I don't know that the relationship exists. I haven't had to get on the call you know, get on five calls over the last year with this, with this potential, you know, lead in order to convert um, a new client. Instead, I just put out my videos every week, like I do. And I get this massive, scalable outreach. And when this person's ready to buy, there's nobody else that they would buy from, because they're so into watching our videos, and they're so into our process. And we've built that relationship with them. That is just, as I said, so scalable. So um, for anybody who's worried about that, I would say, look, maybe some people out there are going to figure it out and do it based on what you teach. But that's great. You don't need everybody in the world to pay you for your services. And in fact, I think we need to keep the right mindset here when we are going in to be coaches and consultants. Our goal is to help people who are otherwise stuck. And if we can help everybody and get paid by some of those people then everybody wins right mm-hmm. so that's kind of been my philosophy from the beginning
0: that's a great mindset i i, I like that so um let me shift gear a little bit so um you've been mentioning that you um kept on a, a sca- um publishing one video per week so how did you how were you able to be consistent so when it comes to actually creating the like first of all, searching for the uh, the video topics, and then organizing yourself. I don't know if you were scripting your videos or not, and like, how did you actually um, manage to 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 be consistent? Because a lot of people are, stu- are struggling with uh, with being consistent.
1: Well, I'll tell you, one of the first concerns that I had when I started the channel is. Is it possible for me to really do a video a week? I was really worried that I would run out of topics after a couple of months, and then, and then I would, I would, you know, have nothing else to talk about. And nothing could be further from the truth. You know, in reality, we have so many new topics popping up every day. In fact, I have to like throw out topics that I just can't get to fast enough. There's new features being released in these softwares all the time. There's new softwares coming up that we want to talk about. And so there's always a new thing to, uh, to, to, you know, come in with a new video on. But you touched upon, I think, a really hard thing. And it's the self-discipline of being a business owner, especially being a small business owner that's just getting started. It's really hard to, to be disciplined and to show up and do all the things that you need to do. So for me, I made this the number one thing in my entire business, even above making sure that client projects were delivered on time. And thankfully we never ran into that problem because we got the videos done and then got the projects delivered on time. But the number one thing in any week that had to happen was the video had to go out on Monday morning. And uh, making that a priority meant that sometimes it would be Sunday night and I would still be recording or editing. Um, and and that's just the unfortunate truth of being a small business owner that mm-hmm. sometimes you have to work, uh, you know, over the weekend or in, in times that you'd otherwise prefer to be relaxing. But if you, if you set your metrics appropriately, th- look, the one thing that you can control as a business owner or a content uh, creator the one thing you can control is what you do. You can't control your audience. You can't control their interest. You can't control how many people will actually pay you revenue this week, but you can control what you do with your time. And so make that your priority.
0: Yeah, that's 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 really great advice. And I can only relate to that. So and and the interesting thing, or like let's say the trap that um I've been, been experienced, at least is let's say when you're committing yourself to a specific schedule let's say in your case it was like monday morning every monday morning a video has to go out well if you skip it if if you skip let's say next monday then it's so easy to skip the 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 next monday and the next monday and the next monday and then you're in you're in such a loop so that you have that it's really hard to you know to to just stop this negative, this negative loop, and and, and just jump, uh, j- jump back on track. So this is why you know sometimes you just have to edit the video <laughs> at night, and you know just to to keep things mm-hmm. going, right?
1: Hey, listen, I totally agree with that, and also, uh, you know, the the videos are the engine that will drive whatever it is you're doing for your clients on the back end. So in my case, it's a consulting business and we offer courses as well. Maybe you sell courses though, maybe you um, you just work one-on-one with clients, so whatever that is. The YouTube channel, the videos that you produce, that's the engine that keeps people engaged with you. And if you stop that, yeah, you might, you might make $20,000 this month, great. But if you don't have new leads coming in next month or the month after or the month after, Mm-hmm. There's a good chance that you're going to see a dramatic slowdown to your income, so it's really important to be thoughtful of the fact that even though things might be great today, if you want to make sure they're great tomorrow, you've got to make sure to be you know producing that content and I really think that that's one of the most important things,
0: yeah, yes, you still have to be planting seeds, right?
1: That's right yeah, yeah. so you can't just focus on harvesting. <laughs> you have to plant seeds for next crop, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. and like what was your um Strategy, like when it comes to your videos. So, was it simply uh, a call to action at the end? Well, if you want to know more, visit my website, or were you just focused on getting subscribers and then you flipped, um, like the strategy later down the road? So, what is your, uh, what is your take on that?
1: Yeah, great question. So in the early days, I didn't really give a lot of thought to the strategy, unfortunately. And so it was only at the very end of the video that I said, Hey, if you want to uh, learn more, come visit my website. And on my website, I literally had just a landing page in those days. And the landing page was book a call, book a call, book a call, right? So there's the only action you could take from that landing page was get on, get on my Calendly. Let's talk. And then I'll tell you if, if you've got a project that I can help you with, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was those were the early days. And again, the only time I put out a call to action was the very end of the video. Now, I've gotten more sophisticated over time. So what I do now is I actually make that call to action at the beginning of the video and a reminder at the end of the video. Because most people, when they get to the end of a video, just click off and go watch something else. So that's why I want to put that call to action up front and it's really improved conversion rates. Uh, and the other thing I do is I use every piece of real estate that YouTube gives me. So they'll allow you to pin a comment inside of the comments. I do that, right? I always pin my own comment, which is pointing to the call to action. I uh, I go into the description of the video and I make sure to, to put my call to action in the description as well so that people can can go there. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's evolved over time. And there are multiple places for somebody to take advantage of that call to action, but it's really important that you, I, I think it's important that you start including that call to action up front as well. And I see a lot of YouTubers talking about, uh, you know, bringing in ad revenue and, and advertising mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on their, on their videos, which is great. Don't get me wrong. And we do that and we earn a, in the grand scheme of things. I think we earn $15,000 a year in ad revenue from YouTube. So it's not the, our core business, right? But it's a nice little bonus. Um, although I think it's far more important to think about the importance of being your own advocate in your videos, not just advertising somebody else's stuff of which you'll make, you know, two or three cents per view, right?
0: Yep. Don't
1: make that your priority. Make, yep. make, you know, your own funnel, your own call to action Uh, your biggest priority.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is exactly also what I teach in my seven free uh, 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 email email bootcamp that you can get. Like, I'm going to leave the link in the description for those who are interested, where I say, well, like you could rely on what I call this lazy platform money, you know, just toggle on, toggle on the uh, toggle on ads, and then you're going to make money, right? Most people think that this is how you actually make a living as a creator, but this is not true. Like I don't have the exact numbers, but let's say the vast majority of creators, like you, don't really make significant money. Just you know, with uh, with you know, uh, uh, let's say uh, Google paying you two or three cents for 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 adding a just an ad in in, in before you, before your video. So you definitely have to think about a strategy um, to actually monetize your business with your own stuff. So may it be consulting, may it be courses, may it be something else. Right? There are myriad of things that you could do to actually monetize your skills. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. You bring up a good point. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt.
0: Please go ahead. No, no.
1: Oh, I was going to say the the good point you bring up is, you know, most creators don't have millions of followers or millions Mm -hmm. of viewers. Um, We've been doing this for five years and we have three and a half million views on our channel, Uh, but only 20,000 subscribers. So if I was you know, if I'm capable of running a million dollar a year business off of 20,000 subscribers, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how big your audience is. uh, If you're using these tactics that we've talked about, if on the other hand, you're going for advertising revenue, then you need millions of subscribers and billions of views in order to make a dent, right? It's exactly. just a numbers game.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, there are some niches, let's say like yours, like, you won't you won't find, let's say, millions of people who are interested in learning how to how to use Airtable, right? It's just it's just like the right. way it is.
1: Yeah, I wish I wish everybody in the world cared about it, but they don't, you know. So <laughs> twenty thousand <laughs> yeah. subscribers is great for me. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, uh, and you've certainly like you know doing things uh, have been doing things very well. So um, let's just you know talk a little bit about the uh, about the uh, the process that you have for your videos. So. How how like do you have let's say any as an automation guy, like do you have any automations when it comes to um creating your videos, creating your thumbnails, getting th- getting your videos up on YouTube? Like, is there any process behind it?
1: Mm. I have experimented with automation on all of these things, and I am sad to say that a machine never did it as well as a human. So mm-hmm. we have removed the automation. So you can create um thumbnails for your videos based on automation and we did that for a number of years but they were never as well received as the ones mm-hmm. that we created manually okay. and that's probably just because there's a human touch needed right you you move something over just a little bit on the thumbnail and it just looks and feels better and in a way that you can't really describe to a computer right
0: yeah
1: um so thumbnails are done manually uh, editing is done manually uh you know, the only thing that we track, I mean, all of our content is is cultivated in a library that we keep in, a, in an Airtable database. Uh, and so we can call upon any of those videos at any point in time if people have questions or, you know, ask to reference a video. So that's really helpful. But in terms of publishing and all of that, it's it's all done manually. I signed up for Buddy. Which I'm sure you've heard about. It it kind of helps you make sure that you've optimized your video before publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I use that uh, to to verify that everything is set up properly. But otherwise, otherwise, there's really no no other part to it. The the thing you asked about earlier uh, in terms of scripting the video, I don't do that at all. Uh, and this actually allows me to be much more agile when I'm uh, producing content. What I do is I establish a topic. And I come up with three or five, three to five major bullet points that I want to cover, and then I just talk naturally about them. So that's that's yeah. kind of my my whole process for for doing it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's uh, that, that, that's interesting, and and I guess I spotted out the the videos where you use the. Uh, you know, some software in order to automate the, the thumbnails, right? It was like maybe one years ago when you have like this Airtable tutorial, et cetera, et cetera. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, you can see actually human touch with, uh, uh, with you know, those auto automatically generated thumbnails. So yeah, this is like kind of, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. This is kind of, this is the thing that you learn though, as you progress as a content creator. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You have to give yourself permission to not be perfect. Right? Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. accept that nothing you even today, I'm very proud of the content we publish today. I'm sure in a year from now I'll think, oh man, I was doing that thing wrong. And I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Right. So you'll get better over yeah. time. And and that's just the nature of it.
0: Awesome, awesome. So Gareth, like with all the experience that you have today, like is there anything that you would have done differently looking back?
1: Well, I wish that that we had started growing our consulting practice more intentionally. In the early days, uh, I was very focused on making as much passive income as possible. So I was working with clients one on one, but I really wanted to jump into creating a course very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I polled my audience at the time, I, I didn't even have a lead magnet. So my uh, my email list was 100 people long. And I wanted to know if they wanted to buy a course. And I got some really good feedback from them, in fact. And the feedback was, you know, yes, please buy this course. Uh, or We would be interested in buying your course. And, and this is what we want to learn about. So I built that course. But I wish that I had focused more on building and scaling the consulting piece of things. Because that has predominantly been the core of our business over time. So So it it is, it is still the majority of our revenue even today.
0: So when it comes to more tactical kind of advice, like, like would you have um, postponed, let's say the, the creation of an online course and, you know, just heavily, let's say, um, promoting your, your consulting business. Like is Is that what exactly. Okay,
1: exactly. Yeah. And just to put that into perspective on any given month we'll do, you know, north of a hundred thousand dollars in revenue and you know, maybe eight to 10,000 of that comes from courses and the remainder comes from consulting. So, you know, yeah, there's just no reason in hindsight, there was no reason for me to focus so much on that course. It's, it's a small piece of the overall puzzle. Um I have no regrets. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm glad for the journey and and I appreciate all the lessons. Mm-hmm. But I really was just enamored by this idea of creating passive income and ultimately I just I don't think that it is the reality for consultants the same way it might be for for other industries.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Like I have a whole rant about you know, passive income, but maybe we will keep that for another day. Um, <laughs> just, uh, Gareth, I, I just wanted to um, know a little bit more about like, how does your um, consulting actually look like? Are, so are you, let's say, um, do you have, let's say, a, a monthly retainer or do people just, you know, um, who work with you, they work with you on shot, let's say, and setting up an automation and forget about it? Or how does that look like?
1: So a little bit from both of those options. Sometimes people will call up and they say, hey, look, I, I've been using Airtable or I've been using Zapier or you know, whatever tool, right? I've been using it for a, a while and I know my way around and I've got a, I got a whole thing built already, but I'm stuck on this problem. I'm, I'm stuck here. I have a broken automation. I, I can't figure out a formula. I need help and it's going to be quick and easy. So for that, we go to our hourly consultants. And so people who are interested in that, they can just book an hour with our team of consultants who are uh, you make, the, make certain times in their day available, and they show up in Zoom, they discuss the problem, and they fix it there in a live call. Sometimes it might take a second or third hour to be scheduled, but for the most part, these are relatively short fixes, right? So you're working one-on-one, looking over this person's shoulder as they fix the solution for you but that's a small portion of our revenue. The majority of our consulting engagements are more of an ongoing uh, endeavor. So this starts with somebody filling out an application to work with us. We then vet the application to make sure that they're a good fit, hop on a discovery call, get an understanding of what they're trying to build, and then tell them you know roughly what we think that's going to look like. So we're either delivering that in uh, you know, like a monthly hour of buckets. No, I'm sorry, a monthly bucket of hours. So we'll say this project will probably take, you know, 40 hours worth of effort. We can, you know, what do you want to commit to? 10 hours a week, 20 hours a week? Like, how quickly do you want us to get this done? And then we'll provide a, a quote on that. Or you know, we might also take a, a more agile approach and say, hey, we're going to tackle, you know, this part of the project and, we'll get that done. It's going to cost X. Once that's done, let us know if you're ready to move forward. And then we'll tackle the next part of the project and it's going to cost Y. So there's a number of different ways that we can approach that. But ultimately, we're working more hands-on with the client. But when we're doing a more lengthy engagement, which is the majority of our client work, uh, it's it's not as hands-on. It's like we meet with the clients a couple of times and there's a lot of work for our team to do behind the scenes before we meet again.
0: Yeah, okay. That's that's awesome. Anything you want to add, Gareth? Like I've been really enjoying the chat and actually picking your brain and actually trying to deconstruct a little bit like how you went from zero to hero. So is there anything that you want to add <laughs> at the end of this call?
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I for me, I was sitting on the other side of this, listening to podcasts like this for years before actually making the leap. And for me, it required that I got laid off and I wish I'd started sooner. So if you are the type of person who's listening to this and you're saying, you know, I think I have what it takes to do this, maybe, maybe not in Airtable, but in a different software or, or maybe it is in Airtable. Uh, in, in, in either case, you know, just get started. Just make the leap and you know I wish that I could have started a long time ago now in hindsight because I feel like I could be so much further along this journey uh, but instead I was enamored by the idea of of keeping my paycheck which I thought was so I thought it was so safe and it turns out that in fact it wasn't safe at all and one of my friends told me later he's he's a, a an advisor for many startups and he said you know the funny thing is you think that you're safe when you have a paycheck but when you work with clients, one of your clients can fire you and what? So what? You go find another client. You yep. you lose a portion of your revenue. But if your paycheck fires you, if your, if your job fires you and you have all your eggs in that basket, you've got to scramble to, to find something. And so in fact, it's kind of a backwards thinking. We have a lot more security when we control our own destinies and we're not beholden to an employer.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Thank you very much, Gareth. So um, I'm obviously going to include the show notes in, in excuse me, the links in the show notes, like to your webinar registration and also on your built to scale um, project. Like you didn't talk about that. So would you want us to dig deeper into that?
1: Well, yeah, let's, let's just talk really quickly about it. Uh, You know, built to scale is my new initiative to teach people how we followed this path to get gap to a million a year. From, you know, from zero in, in just a matter of a few years. So if you're interested in any of this, uh, you know, I would say just, you know, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, find us on YouTube. Look, look me up, Gareth Peronavost. Uh I should pop up pretty, pretty quickly. Look up Airtable. You'll definitely find us there too. And, uh, and we're going to start producing a lot more content around how to consult and how to build your consulting practice. So if that's something that that interests any of your listeners, you know, we, we'd love to have them along for the ride. And my goal is to make as many people financially independent as possible while still serving the overall market because there's such a need for, for no-code consultants. It's it's what's going to be coming down over the next 10, 20 years. Everybody's going to need a no-code consultant that they can rely on to run their business. Uh, just as we have historically, you know, hired marketing consultants for or email consultants or you know all of these different things uh it, this is the this is the future so get on now if you're interested
0: all right gareth thank you very much it was a pleasure to having you on the show and well wishing you all the best in your future ventures thanks Matt. all right so i hope that you've enjoyed this episode with gareth pronovost and as you just saw you don't need a huge following in order to make a living online. right? So this is the thing that I have been preaching for years and probably will also continue to preach for the years to come. So if you want to actually start building your business as a creator, you need to get the process right. You need to understand what to do and what not to do. right? You need to get the mindset right. There are a lot of different things that you need to get right. And if you want to learn what it needs to actually build a successful business as a creator without having millions of followers, then you should definitely sign up for my free content creator bootcamp. I'm going to leave the link in the description. And as always, thank you very much for tuning in. And I hope to see you in just a few minutes inside your inbox.